Salutations, friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. My name is Kate, and this is my mom, Sheila. And we are just so excited that you're with us today. And I wanted to share a quote from Teddy Roosevelt. I am part of everything that I have read. What have you been reading? We'll share with you what we've been reading and what's at the top of our book stack. We are starting off 2023 with a bang. But before we get into our book, we kind of wanted to recap the recap book chat a little bit. So, uh, Mom, take us back. How did the recap book chat podcast even get started? Well, I was listening to a podcast about Teddy Roosevelt uh, taking some prisoners this was way before he was president, taking prisoners back. And he, and it was really cold and he had to stay awake. And to keep him awake, he was reading Anna Karenna. And I thought, how could that book keep him awake for hours and hours? He's, he's traversing over snowy land, keeping these criminals at bay and staying awake when they're asleep. And uh, anyway, that's how we ended up with a, a book I never would have picked off the shelf, Anna Karenna. Whoa. But, and then... 60 episodes later, here we are. <laughs> and this is our 61st episode, and which is super exciting. And this is our third year because we started our the recap in 2021. We started our book club in 2020, um, With which is perfect. Lineage, the yeah. Lineage of Grace with, by Francine Rivers. Yes. And I just... Just enjoy so much our time talking about the books because you come in from a different perspective, uh, different age group and than me. And it's good to bring those together, I think. So, uh, yeah, thank you for doing it. Oh, well, thank you for starting it. And it really has helped me grow as a reader and as a person. And it's true that you really when you read with other people, you get way more out of it. I feel like reading with you, like you make so many great connections and that I wouldn't think about. And connections are what really what help us take something we read and apply it, help us remember it. And so connections are so important. So when you read with other people and you get that different perspective, it just really solidifies what you read and, and keeps it, and it does become a part of you, like the quote that you said at the beginning. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it gives us a foundation for learning more it seems like you know you just can't just stop at one book it's be like eating one potato chip you know you just keep going so so if you're not in a book club we highly recommend one or reading with a friend because you really do get more out of it um when you can share ideas and it really doesn't have to be somebody close because we're seven hours apart so you can have any anybody you want (laughs) the sky's the limit (laughs) so what are we reading today Okay, we are reading Words on Fire by Jennifer A. Nielsen. And where did you hear about this book? Which was a blue bonnet book a couple years ago. Um, A friend, Tyann Cole, at that time, she was teaching fourth grade. She said her kids, and she said, boys, girls, all of them are loving it. You know, sometimes boys go with one side, because on the cover... There are some Russian soldiers and a little girl with a book behind her back. So um, you might think it's it's a girl book, 
but uh, it's not. It's it, it's both, and it's so exciting. And you might think she loves to read, but she doesn't. Her name's Audrey. She doesn't even know how to read. So at first, when I'm reading this, I'm like, "What in the world?" Because it's back in. It's talking about Lithuania, and you guys may know a lot about Lithuania. I knew almost nothing about Lithuania. I had heard of it, and that's it. I really had no context for what it was. But you're, you know, you're, yeah, I asked someone, is that still a country? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you, you write about it hitting girls and boys because there's two kind of main characters, a boy and a girl. So that are working together. And so it's, it really is a book for, I think it's a book for all ages and for, for all boy or girl, regardless, it hits across the board. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I, and I have a Robert Louis Stevenson quote that kind of goes with this book. The habit of being happy enables one to be freed or largely freed from the domination of outward conditions. So in this book, they are in a dire straits and, and the people, there's people in the book you meet and they're happy. Yes. They're, they're, they're doing something. They have purpose and that makes them happy, even though their life is hard. So let's set the setting where it, it, so it takes place in Lithuania, which we mentioned, but the, it takes during the, t- the time is in the 1800s and Russia is occupying Lithuania and they are forcing Lithuanians to become Russian. And so they have outlawed their language, their books, their culture and everything that is really so- Lithuanian. Even her name is Audra, which means storm. And her name is a Lithuanian name. So she really can't even say her name. No. Because they, it's a Lithuanian word. Exactly. And they force them to speak. They can't even speak Lithuanian. They have to speak Russian. And she can't go to school. And she's kind of isolated. And But her dad is a kind of a magician. And he goes on these trips. And she begins to kind of connect the dots, thinking there's more to her mom and dad than what they assume what she assumes or what they want her to know. But um, before the dad really wanted to talk to her and everything, then the Russian Cossacks come and take her parents away right off the bat. I mean, you were like, but I have a quote from her dad. It said, um, ignoring danger does not protect us from danger. Mm. And I connected that with the quote, the dragon quote from the Hobbit. Remember, and it was also stated again in A Place to Hang the Moon where he said, you don't leave a dragon out of your calculations if you live near one. Ooh, yes. Great connection. So powerful and so true. And and she was in danger and like she barely escaped when her parents were arrested, too. So the the dad was completely right. You know, yes. Keeping her in the dark about everything did not save her. No. And then she and her mom are running through the woods. The mom falls down, shoves this satchel into her and tells her to go see Milda, who she doesn't know. And she just, uh, and then she says, go. And she said, I can't leave you here. Go. And that's the beginning of the book. And so you are in it right from the beginning. You're like, you know. Well, that was a good lesson too, right at the beginning, because her mom's tangled in this fence and, and the Russian soldiers are coming and she's, and she's like, how is she even tangled in this fence? And then it hit her and she said, oh, I, my mom asked me to untangle this fence after a cow had gone through it or something. Oh, and she, she had fluffed off that chore and never done it. So I'm like, man, that's another good lesson in the do it now principle, right? Like, wow, I didn't even catch that. Good yeah. one. Good one. 
Well, I loved it because here's a girl that she says, and I love this quote from her. Maybe if I pretend to be brave, I would become brave. Mm. And I think so many times we just, if we don't feel brave, then we stop there. But Audra didn't stop there. And she kept doing things that were out of her comfort zone. Man, live outside your comfort zone. You'll never do anything if you stay in your comfort zone. That's true. And she, she's what, what is, what does PT Barnum say about comfort? Comfort is the enemy of progress. Yes. Very true. She meets Lucas who I, I, he was my favorite character. Uh, I just loved Lucas. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't actually know why, how they were able to joke around in their dire straits, but there's a lot of, you know, I like that banter between people and they had it in here, even though you've got these Russian Cossacks after them, chasing them. Uh, I mean, you can be killed if you have a book. Yes. I mean, a, Li a Lithuanian book. Yes. An illegal book. And I should, we should say they're about 12 years old. Yes. They're, so they're kids, bigger kids, I guess, but they're about, he might be a little bit older and um, they're on their own. You know, they're having to figure this out and they're, the cool thing, though, is there are people along the way that help them and provide shelter and food. And so there is kind of this underground mm -hmm. Lithuanian culture that is still that there's a bunch of people that are reading these illegal books. And, and this is true. When you look it up in history, this is very factual. Everything that she's talking about. And it's just crazy to think that um, these books were banned and illegal and that they have a whole system of how they can get them printed and and smuggled into the country and then smuggled to the different people that people. want them yeah. the people that want them it's fascinating that this actually happened and well i mean it was just amazing that she just didn't understand what her parents were doing and it's amazing to me that her parents hadn't taught her to read oh that's so yeah that was crazy to me i didn't really catch on because she's carrying something that she doesn't even know what it is after her parents are arrested they they get her to carry this to a certain lady and she does and it's a book and then you realize that she doesn't even she can't even read so she's carrying something she doesn't even know how to read it's because they did that because reading was dangerous reading anything i guess was dangerous so they unless didn't it teach was her russian. yeah unless it but, was russian but the thing is you know uh, i love the way lucas he does he make her read does he try to teach her to read no he tells her a story mm. and he gets her into the story rue the in talking about the snake which later on you figure out the snake is the russian people the russian soldiers and stuff but she's fighting this snake and it and the story makes uh audra become brave you know, she thinks about it and uh, she doesn't, I don't really think anybody teaches her to read. She teaches herself. She has a little alphabet book. And then there's one part where, you know, you think that when the Nazis burned the books in Germany, that that was the first time that happened. No, it happened here. And they're burning the books. And she noticed herself, they were burning alphabet books, like little kid books. And she said, it just hit her that it, it was okay for the older people to clutch the culture and hang on to it. They didn't care, but they didn't want any of the young people to learn to read Lithuanian. Mm -hmm. And so then, of course, you know, she's a rebel. So when you, when you say she can't do something, well, then she's going to want to do it. You know, it's, yes, I, I love that part of her. Yeah.
you're right because she didn't understand she's like why why are people why were my parents risking their lives for this this doesn't seem worth it it's just a book why would you so it took her a while to realize the really what they were really doing you know it wasn't just the books it was their whole way of life their culture their identity that was being taken away yeah and when you think about that and and this is like a very old old language it's one of the oldest languages so uh if someone hadn't fought for that it's really sad because right now in our country people are trying to do away with history mm-hmm. you know they're they're not standing up for it at all like audrey and um lucas were and i'm just like it was just amazing that you know we're I had a quote here from Lucas. We are all at risk of becoming the snake one day. The moment we start to choose what is easy and safe instead of choosing what's right. That was my favorite quote. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No. no. I thought that was so powerful. Like, and that's, that's kind of what I learned. What I would say that I learned from this book is that the right thing to do will cost you something. And that's why freedom's not free. You know, because it's the right thing is not going to be cheap, easy, fun. It's not going to be any of those things. And that's what, so they were doing the right thing. And it, I mean, they were starving. They were cold, you know, like the right thing was that cost them something. So I never thought about what, you know, this connects back to what you tell your boys. It, you know, do the thing you don't want to do. Cause that's usually the right thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, you don't want to make your bed, but you should make your bed. You don't want to. I have a little bantering of them. This is cool. Uh, so they, they have to do these really dangerous border crossings. And um, how often do you do border crossings? I asked Lucas twice. My eyes narrowed twice a week, twice a month. No, twice. This is my second time. I crossed for the first time last month. I nearly dropped the barrel I was carrying. You've only done this once before now? That is what this is my second time means, Audra. <laughs> so, I mean, he thought, she thought he was a pro, but he's just like one step ahead of her. And at one part, and he's so humble though, because he says, you're good at this because you think differently than the rest of us. You need to teach me. And yes. see, she's the pro. And it said... And then Lucas, uh, he, he, I think Audra thought he was wrong, but she, because she, she's a, and she, in her mind, she said, I'm not a different thinker, but she said that her motivation was different. And most smugglers' objective is to avoid, hide, and deny. Hers was to distract. Which is, she got that from her dad, because he's a, he's a magician, and that's the art of the being a magician is, you're distracting them from seeing what's really happening. Mm-hmm. You want them to see things that aren't there or, mm-hmm. and she is good at it. And she saves Lucas uh, some, you know, he saves her some too, but yeah. their little banter is, but I, I still like that. He is more experienced than her, but he's humble. I thought that was a good point too. He's very, he, he sees that he needs her. He sees that she's good, you know, at what she's doing. And this, there's this one, um, and I forgot his name. Cossack soldier though who takes her in uh a, you know he gets her and he says he wants the name of the boy who's doing this he wants his name blah 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 so that's the burden that audrey's carrying because she doesn't want to give lucas up but he says if she doesn't then she'll never see her parents again the, now, he'll I ship him to siberia 
yeah, her parents were, that he said, gone to Siberia. And I think there, though, that would be like, I don't, I mean, is he going to be trustworthy? So the whole time you're reading it, you're like, oh, no, don't tell. Don't do this. Don't, because is he trustworthy? You know, this, he's a Cossack soldier. I can't remember his name. It's but, like Rostikov or something like something that. Like Rostikoff. That. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting, too, because I thought I was impressed by the people because there's different times where like there's one time where they ruin a wedding. They break into this wedding. They they break all their the wedding gifts and they find a book. Well, then they're saying, tell us who whose gift this was. Well, no one tells, which was impressive. Mm-hmm. And and Lucas and she's wanting to own it because she's the one that brought the book. She's wanting and he said it won't everyone's going to be punished regardless of who, you know. So it's kind of cool that they all understood that and everybody stayed together. And I'm like, that would be that takes a lot of courage to do that. So. Well, and, I, and I'm thinking that during this time, uh, she she doesn't take orders well. So, I mean, to get her to listen to him, Lucas was lucky because there's another older man ben who tells her she's too young yeah i think you might be right because he he must be a little bit older because he never tells lucas he's too young so yeah he may be a year older whatever 15 or something 14 but but he tells her no and she says i'm going i'm doing it i mean and you can't really stop her yeah once but it's funny because at the beginning she seemed very delicate when you're reading, you know, she seemed, she was very shy, not very outspoken. She stayed to the shadows. Like she, and, you know, and you see her transformation, interestingly enough, into this character that Lucas first told her about. And I think that's kind of the power of literature too. You know how like bravery and courage is caught? Oh, Sometimes true. we need to see that. And you know how, I know my kids, like after they see a movie of like fighting or, you know, like I think we watched the Zorro the other day and you know well then it's like almost they want to do that you know then they start sword fighting and it's like that's kind of caught and it's inspiring and I think that's another thing with stories and stuff and she was inspired by that character and wanted to be like her and this really brave character who stood up for what was right and she really identified with that and I think that helped her kind of stay focused through the book. And I really liked Milda, who was a, she had all these disguises, but the way she taught Audrey to smuggle was she gave her the pastry, which is called a spurgos, and she said, walk through the village. Well, um, and she had to give it to the first person who asked for it, because they smelled really good, and she does that several times, and Milda, she loses many pastries, mm-hmm. and Milda doesn't tell her how to do it, but Audrey has to figure it out herself. How to get through the village without someone getting your pastry, your spurgos or whatever. I'm not Lithuanian, so I don't know how to pronounce it. I thought that was a great, yeah, a great challenge. I mean, parents could use that. Maybe not tell people, you know, don't tell everything. Let kids figure it out for themselves. Did it take a lot of pastries? Yes. Mm -hmm. And she she failed many times. But failures are friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a point in there where she looked at her dad's notes in his satchel, and it, and he had notes on how he could make his tricks better. And I think that's what failure is. I'm I'm sure that was what Edison did. Oh, that didn't work, and he wrote it down. And how can I change it and do it again? 
you know, and you do that with recipes. Oh, that didn't work. Or, you know, so we need to realize and give failure failures a place of importance. That's very true. Because that's getting you closer to getting it right. We really need to sell. I think that's part of the problem is that we don't celebrate that. We need to celebrate, celebrate failures in a way, not that where we're, we're being um, like, that's it. Like, yay. You know, but celebrate like, okay, that's one step closer. You, you know, you figured out what not to do. Like you learned something. I think that should be celebrated and, and acknowledged because I think the problem is when we highlight the end result, then we're almost shamed by all the failures and it doesn't, that's demotivating when you're shamed Mm -hmm. by like, Oh, I'm a failure. I think we need to reverse that and celebrate along the way, you know? Definitely. Cause I mean, just ask the question, what'd you learn? What'd you learn by that? You know, I'm going to throw this in there as a little nugget. It's good for the first of the year, but I heard, um, I heard this lady talking about punishing goals and happy goals And really, as we go into 2023, I think we need to make sure we do happy goals instead of punishing goals. Punishing goals are very rigid. Um, And she was talking about learning a different language. And so she said a rigid, like a punishing goal would be, um, we're going to learn three phrases a week, which sounds good, right? It sounds like in our head, we're like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Like three of this foreign language phrases a week. But she said the problem is that it's really rigid. And so... If you learn, say you learn two, which is great. You've learned two new phrases a week. Well, you're not going to be happy with that. You're not, you're not going to sell, you're going to feel like a failure and that's going to demotivate you to keep going. Whereas if you changed it and you said, after breakfast every day, we're going to work on one to two phrases or one to, you know, you have, you have some flexibility and we're just going to work on these. And then at the end of the week, you'll probably have learned more than you would with a, a punishing goal because it's motivating. You're like, even if you're practicing one phrase or whatever it is. So the idea is just to set these happy goals where you're able to celebrate along the way and they're not rigid. You're celebrating growth. You're celebrating progress. A hundred percent. Yes. I had um, another bantering conversation between the, the kids and she says, I've never had a friend before, but I'm fairly sure turning you in would make me the worst friend ever. Despite the seriousness of our conversation, he smiled. Yes, I believe it would. <laughs> but it, And that tells you she's never had a friend before, which, you know, that's kind of sad, actually. That, I mean, she was very, which I understand why her parents did that. They were trying to keep her safe, but she was extremely sheltered. Like, she didn't even get to go out. Like, and they still were having, like, Lithuanian cultural things at the time, but mm-hmm. her parents wouldn't allow her to go to it. So they, they really kept her under lock and key to protect her, but I really don't think that did, you know? So, and I have a quote from my favorite quote was, I love the feel of paper between my fingers, the smell of the ink. Every word was a symphony singing to me. And that was Audrey after she learned to read. And Mm. I just love that. That is cool. I loved her. I love getting to see the pro like her mindset through learning to read and write and just the power of reading. And then the process of even getting her story out using, cause that was her a way for her to have a voice too. 
Well, and the I I I mean to me, uh, when she she was like you said, she does evolve because she was kind of weak. But then at the one point, she says, "I never understood more that my life mattered as I did now. I had grown into my name. I was the storm." Mm. And I, that gave me chill bumps because I yeah. was like, oh, because she didn't understand why. But I think maybe w- that's from something I've heard. You need a strong name. I think it's from um, Knots in a Counting Rope by uh, the same author of Black Bear, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, <laughs> Bill Martin Jr. He wrote this book called Knots on a Counting Rope, and it's about a black, a blind boy. And he said, I, I was given a strong name, wasn't I, grandfather? And he said, all children need a strong name. Mm. And, and, I, and then it made me connect with that when she said, I had grown into my name. And I said, what a, you know, she was the storm. Because she's not afraid and she didn't back down when time, she got burned really bad reaching into the fire to get a book out. To save it, yeah. Yeah. I that's a great, that that's a great connection. And I... I 100% agree with strong names. And I think while that, why that gives us goosebumps is because that's all about identity. And I think when we really understand our identity is when amazing things can happen. Yes. When you are, when you're um, solid in that, you can go forward and Mm -hmm. do, and do amazing things. But I mean, uh, and I would say the book is, you got to go to the end and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the ending, but the ending is amazing. And uh, I did not see that coming. So I was completely blindsided by there's, there's multiple things that happen in the end. It wraps up really beautifully, but yeah, right at the end, there's a lot of things that you're like, didn't see that coming. So I mean, and then at one time she gets put in prison. Yes. And I mean, there's and all because she won't talk. And uh, and because she's a book smuggler, yeah. I did. Here's another quote I did like. Um, this was at the wedding, uh, and I thought this was interesting, and I thought this was cool. Um, so one of their traditions was that they had um, bread and salt and wine at this one table, and they said bread represented the hard work of building a family, salt was for the tears the couple would shed, and wine was for their celebrations. Oh, that's and good. good I, yeah. That really stuck out to me because I'm like, I think that's, I think we need to do more of that. We need to, I, I, you know, there's something to traditions. I, I know you can get stuck in them and they can mean nothing, but I think there is something like that where you're passing down wisdom, you know, I mean, they're building a family is hard work. And then just recognizing that being married is not super easy you know it's not you just fall in love and everything works out it's like they really passed on like this is hard work but it's worth it you know i think robert louis stevenson uh was quoted was saying something about marriage is not uh easy or something it's not it is a bed of roses and when you think bed of roses you think that'd be good but there's thorns in there (laughs) yeah (laughs) so when i said i can't believe he's the one that said that but Uh, you know and your thing about um traditions and uh identity and stuff here's the thing if we don't have traditions if we don't have identity or something we start over at zero and we don't want to do that because one quote said as long as we have our books we cannot be crushed Mm. but you can crush somebody if they have nothing if they have no history they have no tradition you know there's nothing there that's true 
and I, and I thought that's why they fought. So like there was one point in the book where they, they're coming and they're walking and there's just all these crosses. And so I looked it up because I said, is that even true? Yes. And I saw a picture of it. Oh, my goodness. It's called the Hill of Crosses. It's man-made collections of crosses, but it is, it's mind-blowing. All the wow. different kinds of crosses. Yeah. I was just uh, amazed. And also, if you've ever bought anything from Ikea, most of the furniture there comes from Lithuania. Just a side note. Which but, that's an interesting tidbit, you know? Yeah. The oldest oak in Europe is in Lithuania. They have 6,000 lakes. I mean, I was just like, oh my goodness. This, I cannot believe it. Yeah. They have just, they have a, it's not, not a lot of mountains. There's a lot of forest and it goes with the book because they're going through forest and they have to cross uh, lakes. They have to cross streams and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, um, she was so clever when she used her natural uh, surroundings, kind of like, you remember Chuck Norris in Texas Ranger, he might mm -hmm. grab a broomstick and it was a lethal weapon. Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of what she does. Yeah. She, said, she used a snake or whatever was by her. <laughs> yeah, whatever she had, she just used it. And uh, she looked around and she said, let's make them see what they want to see. Or, you know, one time there was um, snow everywhere and that that was terrible because you've got footprints. But she said, but what if there's a lot of footprints and what if the footprints tell something, so, something different? So they stole some German soldiers boots and made footprints around there. And I thought, genius, that's genius. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure I've, that everybody will love uh, Audra and Lucas. You need to meet them. They, yes. And, and the cool thing, too, is that, uh, again, I love historical fiction for this reason, because we learned a lot about Lithuania. We learned a lot about their culture through this book that we had no idea about. And the fact that really up until 1991 is, I mean, they've really been struggling with their independence until then. Like, I mean, they it it's been... But everything that these book carriers did was, was helping was helping for fight their cause. But people today in Lithuania are independent because of people back in the 1800s that were carrying books. It's just amazing. Yeah, the history, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I'm so thankful to Jennifer Nielsen because we at least know a piece of that history for writing yes. words on fire. So I think that's a wrap Thank on you words so on much. fire. Thank you so much for uh, tagging along with us and uh, on the recap book chat. We'll see you next time.